0: partisan tweets and Facebook posts have cost a Kansas Department of Transportation employee her job, torpedoed a judicial nomination, and could soon cost Democratic Governor Laura Kelly her Commerce Secretary. From the Kansas News Service, I'm Jim McLean, and this is Statehouse Blend, Kansas. A search of Jeffrey Jack's Twitter history revealed the governor's nominee for the Kansas Court of Appeals sent a series of tweets in 2017 disparaging President Donald Trump. Republican Senate President Susan Wegel wasted no time in demanding that Governor Kelly pull his nomination.
1: He's obviously politically biased, and he just uh, isn't the type of personality that you want on the bench.
0: Kelly agreed and then complied. But the fight over Commerce Secretary David Toland's confirmation continues.
1: I am going to go to the last point, and that has to do with social media. On
0: the surface, the fight seems to be about a Facebook post in which Toland, then the head of a Southeast Kansas Community Health Improvement Project, made a joking but disparaging reference to former Republican Governor Sam Brownback and a sitting state senator. In defense of her colleague, Republican Senator Molly Baumgartner brought it up with Toland at what proved to be a brutal confirmation hearing. What assurance can you give
1: us that we won't see um, a repeat in some manner of some type of disparage or denigration of legislators that perhaps you have a disagreement with um, or community members that share a very different view on something that you're working toward? First of all, to
0: reiterate, this was a a juvenile uh, uh, mistake, and I apologize for it. But the real reason the acting Commerce Secretary is in trouble could have more to do with state and local politics. Virginia crossland Maka, a powerful GOP activist from Southeast Kansas, is working against Tolan behind the scenes. He says it's because she didn't like an initiative he championed in Allen County to curtail youth smoking. Tolan's young, articulate, and politically ambitious – So the effort to scuttle his nomination could also be aimed at making him less of a threat to Republican candidates down the road.
1: We're witnessing conservative Republicans dealing with the loss of power.
0: Washburn University political scientist Bob Beatty says it's the here and now that's of most concern to the conservative Republicans who occupy the top leadership posts in the legislature. In political terms, he says that means denying the new Democratic governor big victories. But she could be on the verge of one. A coalition of moderate Republicans and Democrats powered Governor Kelly's Medicaid expansion plan through the House this past week. Getting it through the Senate, Beatty says, would be a really, really big win.
1: If Governor Kelly is able to uh, sign a bill for Medicaid expansion, that's a big enough victory that in four years you run for reelection on that. That could be the very reason. Conservative Republicans are so
0: adamant not to let it get passed uh, because it's so huge. The governor's main antagonist so far, Republican Senate President Susan Weigel, has made it pretty clear that she is one of many who is interested in running for that U.S. Senate seat soon to be vacated by Pat Roberts. How much is her ambition to be a U.S. senator affecting the politics at the State House at the moment?
1: We can't get into the, the minds of people's personal motives. We don't know. But I will say this about Susan Wagle. What she is doing as Senate president puts her in a fantastic position to run in the Republican primary. I'm not saying she's doing it because of that. I don't know. But to run in a Republican primary, uh, for, especially for U.S. Senate... I would argue you do have to be very conservative. And also you have to be shown to be a conservative fighter. She doesn't have to win, by the way. Medicaid can be passed. But if she... She has to be seen fighting. She has to be seen fighting and actively fighting because that's what Republican primary voters are going to want.
0: It appears that she's taken a page from Mitch McConnell's book. You remember the famous statement that uh, Senator McConnell made that... It's our job as Senate Republicans to make Barack Obama a one-term president. Yes. Are there some parallels here in terms of the way the Republicans, or at least initially, are treating Governor Kelly?
1: Let me put it this way: the Kelly administration pretty much has to be perfect. The Democrats were in the wilderness a long time. Republicans, on the other hand, they don't like losing. Nobody likes losing. So the Republicans are seizing on any perceived mistake. By the Kelly administration. Now, the Kelly administration made a mistake on the judicial nomination. She and her administration said, we didn't check his Twitter. There's a background check, and they don't check social media? I mean, what year is this, 1982 or something? What the heck? (laughs) Uh, When you look at the other confirmation process, I mean, come on. We're talking politics here. The nominee was making fun of... Legislators who then have to confirm this nominee politically that's about the biggest mistake you can make.
0: Well, let me ask you this. We started the conversation by talking about uh, Governor Kelly, so three months into her term, you 're a college professor. if you had to give her a grade, what grade would you give her? Well,
1: three months into her term she you know she 's going to be getting a B minus, but that grade is is heavily contingent on-, on the final? On the final. The, yeah. the Kansas legislative session is like 90% of the grade is, is the final.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Right. There's, a, there's a few homework assignments. But when, when, when we look at this session, uh, it's school funding and Medicaid expansion. There's so many other interesting things to talk about sure. in this state, but- What could be good for the state would be to have those two issues gone so for the next three years the legislature and the governor can actually look at roads prisons all these sort of things that day by day the state probably needs to look at but they can't with school funding and Medicaid expansion. So what you're
0: saying is if a Medicaid expansion bill is passed and if schools are funded to the point where the Kansas Supreme Court says okay good enough if those two things happen then Laura Kelly gets an A for her first session. Yes, and so does the legislature, which would be something else, wouldn't it? Uh, Bob Beatty, thanks a lot.
1: Really appreciate it. Sure. Good to talk to you.
0: Governor Kelly is widely expected to use her veto power for the first time this week to reject a tax relief bill that Republican leaders want badly, mostly because it contains tax breaks for some big multinational corporations with operations in Kansas. The governor says the state needs the revenue, roughly $500 million over the next three years to fix things damaged by former Governor Sam Brownback's tax cuts. It will be a short but busy week for lawmakers, one that among other things will clarify the battle lines in the school finance debate. This is Statehouse Blend, Kansas. I'm Jim McLean in Topeka.
1: Statehouse Blend Kansas is a production of the Kansas News Service, a collaboration of public radio stations across the state. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen and give it a review. I'm Amy Jeffries, editor of the Kansas News Service and Statehouse Blend, so I know that this will be a very good week to tune in to KCUR, KMUW, Kansas Public Radio, or High Plains Public Radio for coverage of health, education, and politics. You can also find the latest at ksnewsservice.org. The song Warm Evening by Nameless Dancers is our podcast theme, found in Free Music Archive.